I hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real The needle tears a hole The old familiar sting Try to kill it all away But I remember everything What have I become? My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the air And you could have it all My empire of dirt I will let you down Saturdays from 4 to 5 Mountain and 5 to 6 Central. You can tune in here and join me on Talk with John. I am your host, John. Kind of funny how that works out, huh? Uh, Look forward to being with you for the next hour. And uh, even feel free to – I will take a couple very quick calls if people do call on the subject matters that I'm going to cover in the first half hour. I'm going to be having a guest join me in the second half hour. So we're going to get – hopefully I can cover some ground, but – there's, there's one thing that I really want to hit that I think is extremely important. And let me do this. Uh, didn't get the show quite off to the right start. Today is July 8th, 2023. I want to say thank you to uh, Frank for two Saturdays ago, helping that show get up and running and uh, doing the best of. Now... Uh, I also want to say thank you to Roger Landry for fitting, filling in on the show. I think he did a fantastic job. Truly grateful. Great job on that show, Roger. Uh, appreciate you being there. Now, I wanted to start out my show, as uh, always, with the show prayer, as it were. No need to bow your head, close your eyes. But it's the prayer of my heart. I hope my show is a gift back to my forefathers, the founding fathers, and may it be an acceptable token to the Father above. Our Father above. Then, uh, the show mantra, where there is liberty, there is the Spirit of Christ. Where the Spirit of Christ is, there will be liberty, and the greater the Spirit of Christ, the greater liberty will be. Now, um, I got this text message Tuesday from uh, Steve Elkins. Sound of Freedom. You must see this movie, bring Kleenex, get angry, and then feel motivated to do something about this growing problem. Let the politicians know. I am certain that RFK Jr. will be vocal about this. God's children are not for sale. Then, uh, just received this text from him a few moments ago. Now, spread the word on the importance of being awake to this agenda, the grooming and introduction indoctrination are precarious to the or precursors excuse me so the grooming and indoctrination are precursors to the child trafficking so i'm going to talk a little bit about a movie that i have known about um and have been following uh i'm going to mention it talk a little bit about it in this uh, first segment. We'll see how much I get into other news. Yes, I do think there's other things that are very important out there. But The Sound of Freedom, it's about a, a, the movie is based on the life of an individual by the name of uh, Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard uh, operates Underground Railroad. Now, for those of you that are concerned, I will sh- share your concerns 
that when there's an organization out there trying to stop child sex trafficking, are they actually doing it? That's a concern. I feel pretty confident that this is not the situation with Tim Ballard. But this movie was made and ready to be released over four years ago. It took them four years to find a kind of, I think they call it a a movie house or at least a house, uh, a company, and it's called Angel Studios, the one that put out The Chosen, uh, that puts it out, helps get it out, put it out on screens. Uh, This movie is based on uh, Tim Ballard's life at the very beginning of getting Operation Underground up and running, where he had uh, come across a child uh, sex trafficking marine. Now, Tim Ballard worked for home, uh, the Department of Homeland Security. And he had caught somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 pedophiles, but he had not freed one kid. And uh, the movie goes into how he went about freeing uh, many, many, many children, uh, and left the government. Now he left the government. He was within months of getting his being vested in his retirement, which would have meant about $12 million to him over the course of his lifetime. Once he retired, um, he threw that all away so he could go save kids. Now, I've mentioned this scripture before, Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, uh, talking about how we can heal our land. Folks, you want to know how we can get rid of the problems? We gotta, we, we've, we've got to stop child sex trafficking. Uh, this verse applies to it totally. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal heal their land. Now, I'm going to assume that the vast majority of our listeners are not involved in that. I'm going to assume that there is a small percentage that is. Those of you that are, please turn away from it. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I know it would be a struggle, but do what you need to do. Ask for God's help and God's mercy. You can be forgiven. Also, I'm going to say, uh, for those of us, the vast majority of you, that are not involved in any way, shape, or form, we need to know about it. The United States is in the top three, uh, well, it's a, I think it's $150 billion, you could say, industry, the child trafficking industry. And it it will soon overtake the drug trade. Um, One of the statements in the movie is, you can only sell a bag of cocaine once, basically, but you can sell a child multiple times in a day. Or someone involved in sex trafficking. It's an interesting story. And there are interesting pieces to this. And I don't want to give all of it away because it's a really... I think it's overall a very good movie. But it's been fought and kept away from you and I being able to hear. Like I said, it's been over four years being ready to go to a movie house. Hollywood has told Tim Ballard, other producers, and the director of this movie over and over and over again, no one wants to see this movie. Well, you know, it's not an easy... I went with three other people. And all of them were like, this was not an easy movie to watch. And I was like, this is one of the best movies I've ever watched. Why? Because it calls out a program, or not a program, but something going on that most of us don't think about. I live in the state of Utah. It's a fairly conservative state. Many of you would say it's not very Christian, but I'm going to say it's a pretty Christian state. There are a lot of people that read their scriptures, go to church on Sunday, and a lot of people that read their scriptures and go to church on Sunday also fall, they all fall short of the grace of God, right? And I'm sure that many of them are involved in it, but I 
was made aware of, and I may be having a guest on that will talk about this situation, that in a small town in Utah, I believe it was five individuals, five Johns, as it were, were arrested for child sex trafficking, being involved, being the partakers of child sex trafficking in a town called Richfield. It's along I-70 out in the middle of nowhere. It happens to be a very good community with a lot of good people. I happen to know a number of good people that live in that town, good Christian people that try very hard to be good Christians. Well, there happened to be, if I remember correctly, from this individual that told me the story, there were 12 children that they were able to pull out of this. If it's happening in Richfield, Utah, I guarantee you it's either happening in your very small town or it's happening in a small town not too far from it. Richfield, I would assume, somewhere in the neighborhood of five to 10,000 people. In fact, I'll probably look that up. If it's happening there in a small county within the state of Utah, uh, it's about two hours away, somewhere in that neighborhood from Salt Lake City, two, two and a half hours from Salt Lake City. If it happened there, it's happening in a place near you. And so we need to be aware of it. I'm hoping to get on actually someone that's involved in this, involved in stopping it, not necessarily from the Underground Railroad. Love to get Tim Ballard. We'll see what happens. Anyone know Tim Ballard, tell him that Talk With John's trying to get a hold of him. They can find me on uh, Twitter. But I do think this is one of the most interesting uh, stories out there, but it took that long. So now that it's hit the mainstream media, let's just let me cover the a few headlines um, of this story. Jim Caviezel, The Sound of Freedom on the Epidemic of Child Trafficking, defied expectations at the box office in its first weekend. In fact, yeah, this is very interesting, and beat Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The Sound of Freedom is a real-life story of brave American heroes who rescued over 50 sexually trafficked children in Latin America. It was a beautiful story of love, pain, and courage, and the movie honestly covers this horrible reality in our world today. You would think that in today's pluralized world, child sex trafficking would be something that we could all unanimously condemn. That may not be the ca- case. The Guardian movie reviewer. This is from the Guardian movie reviewer. Uh, described his described this powerful movie event as a QAnon adjunct thriller seducing America. Did he even watch the film? It goes straight to answering the sewer hope the sewer hoping this word the words will dissuade a curious public from seeing the film and that is why. And that is why those in the Hollywood, those in leaders in the elected positions in this country Many of them, I would be interested in, I'm going to bet in Hollywood, the people that are over the houses, the people that are over the major production studios, I'm going to bet you that somewhere in the neighborhood of at least 40%, if not 50% or more, are involved, involved in this very thing, and that's why they're not letting it out. But here's this statement from that schmuck from The Guardian. Here's, the, here's me on The Sound of Freedom, the QAnon adjunct thriller that pretends to be a real movie, much in the same way uh, Pregnancy Crisis Center pretends to be an actual clinic. Brazilians are already accusing me of pedophilia on Instagram. Enjoy. Well, kind of makes me wonder if that they happen to target it correctly. Then, this is from CNN. CNN criticizes the Sound of Freedom for allegedly encouraging QAnon conspiracy theories despite real-life implications. Uh, Hello, Epstein, Maxwell, have you heard of those? Now, John, why do you... I, I was sitting at the table talking about this movie after watching it with... 
three people that had just watched that movie with me. And two of them were like, you know, kind of make, does this really, you know, it doesn't make me want to think about it. I'm like, listen, this is what Epstein and Max, uh, Glenn Maxwell was involved in. They had a huge book of people has that, that was sealed by the judge for Maxwell's, uh, trial. That information is now sealed. Who knows if it'll ever see the light of day. But we know Bill Clinton went to that island many, many, many times. Well over a dozen times. We know Bill Gates went to uh, Epstein's residences, shall we call them. Or more like... uh, well, brothels, brothels isn't even the proper, proper term, these trafficking areas. We know that Prince Andrew was involved, or at least has been accused of, of being involved, and I believe has had to pay out for it. We know that there are somewhere in the neighborhood, according to the U.S. State Department, the global estimate for victims of traffic stands to be at approximately 27.6 million people. A good percentage of them are children. Um, and they want to call this a QAnon theory. Why does CNN want to put that out? I bet you that there are many people that are at CNN, from the on-air talent to the producers to the very top of the C-level of the corporate level, very top corporate level, that are involved in pedophilia. They don't want this information getting out. People might look at them. Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone calls Sound of Freedom a movie for dads with brain worms. Dads with brain worms. Hmm. The CIA, if I remember correctly, and German government were involved in running children in Germany, taking them from families and then sending them, putting them in the homes of known convicted pedophiles. It's happening right here in our governments, in our our local governors, right in our local area. We've got to find this, we've got to shine a light on it, and we've got to make sure these children are taken. And the reason why it's media silence, the reason why your elected officials, so many of our elected officials on the federal, state, county, and city levels are not doing anything about it is because I believe that a very big percentage of them are involved in it. Is it 10%? On the federal level, I'll bet you it's much closer to 50%. At the highest levels of the federal, I would bet it's even higher. Folks, this is something that needs to be having the light of day shown on it. Well, Steve Elkins and myself feel that that's very important. I haven't had a text from Steve Elkins probably in several months. And he texted me out of the blue about this. He and I both agree. This is uh, one of the most disturbing things. We want to know how we can heal our America. This is a way that we get it done. This is a way that we get it done. We stop this, and we can get back, start getting a little bit more God's grace. There are supposedly somewhere in the neighborhood of one to two million children in the United States that are trafficked here in the United States, somewhere in the neighborhood of one to two million. If there's that many children being trafficked, then there's got to be double, triple, quadruple the amount, maybe 10 times that are partaking. When we get back, we'll get into more. This is Talk with John. Democrats want to regulate the Supreme Court. 
I'm Peter Seraphine with another Liberty Minute. So Democrat lawmakers want to regulate the Supreme Court, a separate and equal branch of government. As a constitutional originalist, I take issue with this concept as a whole, but as a human being with a little common sense, I take issue with the particulars. The U.S. Constitution gave Congress the authority to establish any necessary courts beneath the Supreme Court, but that's where congressional authority ends. The Senate Judiciary's Subcommittee on Federal Courts Oversight Agency Action and Federal Rights wants to mandate that justices recuse themselves if they have a financial connection to the case. Hmm. Using that same logic, no member of Congress should ever be allowed to vote on any bill that they have a financial connection to. But if that were to happen, then how would Congress maintain their ability to become millionaires at a rate over 10 times higher than the rest of the population? Congress, regulate yourselves effectively, then maybe we can talk about allowing you to assume power over the only branch of government that ever keeps you in check at all. And if you own firearms, you need carry insurance. Get the most affordable carry insurance on the market, according to Pew Pew Tactical, and save 10% with the code LIGHTHOUSE at protectwithbear.com. Until next time, see this Pashem Parabellum. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Public broadcasting. This is Talk with John, and we are back at it. Grateful to have you here today. Looking forward to being with you for the remainder of this hour. Uh, we'll be having a guest on at the bottom of the hour, roughly at the 5.33 mark or so once we come back from break. So uh, I believe this happened actually about two weeks ago now, um, but I wanted to mention this. In some ways, Biden's dementia is coming through. So uh, I'm going to have this clip played here in just a second. But let me tell you who's here at this table. There are probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about 14 people at this table. One of them happens to be the Prime Minister of India, Apple CEO Tim Cook, and Google CEO uh, Sudar Pichai and several other Indian officials. Um, now, I'm going to let this clip play, and let's let it go, and then I'll comment. I was just thinking, uh, uh, the, anyway, I started off without you, and I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we shared. Now, the quote, there's, so this quote actually appeared on the White House, wh.gov. Um, it appeared on their, on their website. And it says, okay, this is what he said. Okay, we, 
I was just thinking the anyway, I started off without you. I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we shared. And there was laughter at the table. Now, here is the interesting thing. In some ways, Joe Biden lose. So the media tried to play this off as he was just making a joke. No, uh, I've been around a few people that were have lost their minds and started to lose their minds. This is exactly the type of thing they do. They get lost in what they're saying and they're trying to find stuff. And then the, his truth, he winds up telling the truth. It's coming out. And I think this is, I'll be really interested to see if Biden actually winds up getting the Democrat nominee if they don't replace him. I think they're trying to work hard to find someone that they can replace him with. Because the bottom line is their biggest concern with Joe Biden is him telling the truth. I think that's one reason why Donald Trump will get, they're worried about Donald Trump because they know Donald Trump will tell truths that they don't really want shared. So the good thing about Biden losing it, even though it makes America look bad and he's willing to destroy America and the people that quote unquote control him are willing to destroy America is every once in a while Biden tells the truth. And that's what happened there. All right, let's go to the second clip about Mike Pence. Uh, someone who was at an event recently where Mike Pence was uh, challenged him on uh, not f- counting the electors. Now, in fact, it, the, the statement was made to him basically, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for what you did, If it wasn't for your vote, we would not have Joe Biden in the White House. This is a little nuanced, a little nuanced. So, uh, Frank, if you go ahead and play it. If it wasn't for your vote, we would not have Joe Biden in the White House. Right. Joe Biden shouldn't be there. And all those wonderful things that you and Trump were doing together would be continuing and this country would be on the right path. Do you ever second guess yourself? That was a constitutional right that you had to send those votes back to the states. The Constitution of the United States. All right, let's pause it there. It's the job of the vice. We're going to hold this for just a second. So here is what the person in the crowd this was in sioux city iowa not very many people came out to this town hall type meeting and there were other people that agreed with her in this statement if it wasn't for you if it wasn't for your vote we would not have joe biden in the white house i'm glad someone confronts it now he has been actually very well prepped for this and I've got one minute before the, I, we have break, so I'm going to have to hurry and get through this thought. So here's the bottom line. I won't play it all the way. So he says the Constitution didn't give me the authority to stop this. Uh, but he could have said, hey, folks, you need a vote. You need to look at this. There's evidence here. Why, do I, that, why did that not wind up all coming together? Because... January 6th, the quote-unquote break-in of the Capitol, and I'm going to say by Antifa and those types, was allowed to happen. Hunan Shaman was allowed to happen, was escorted, shall we say, even all the way to the House floor. Because of that, when they got back in session, after a couple of hours of trying to get things figured out, When they got back, no one dared vote to check the electors. No one dared to look at it. It was well put together. Folks, we'll talk to our guest on the other side of this break. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. Syrah grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. The preacher man says it's the end of time And the Mississippi River, she's a gold drive is up and the stock market's down and you're only getting mugged if you go downtown I live back in the woods you see a woman and the kids and the dogs and me I got a shotgun a rifle and a four-wheel drive and a country boy can survive Country folks can survive I can plow a field all day long I can catch catfish from dusk till dawn All right, folks, this is Talk with John here on Republic Broadcasting. Look forward to being with you now. <sighs> Doctor, I, let, before I introduce my guest... I hope she will forgive me for kind of doing what I normally do at the top of the hour show opening, but I think it's appropriate. So uh, my show prayer that I give out at the beginning of every hour is, I hope my show is a gift back to my forefathers, the founding fathers, and may it be an acceptable token to our Father above. And then my show mantra is, where there is liberty, there is the Spirit of Christ. Where the Spirit of Christ is, there will be liberty. And the greater the Spirit of Christ, the greater liberty will be. Now, I hope you don't mind me waxing slightly, I'm going to call it religious slash spiritual. To me, the, the, 
Liberty is a greater responsibility. It's the responsibility side of freedom. It's the moral, it's the action side of freedom. It's the responsibility side of freedom. Just because you're free to do a thing doesn't mean you should do a thing. And to me, that's what true liberty is. Um, what does the Christ figure re- represent? It represents healing. It represents coming back to uh, to be able to be forgiven of your mistakes and a nation being able to forgive, be forgiven of its mistakes. If you don't believe in Christianity, to me, that's what it represents, both those things. And whether you're Christian or not, I think those are two very important principles to keep in mind. So let me now introduce my guests that I have joining us for the next, oh, 25 minutes or so. I've already ate up two minutes of that. Uh, Dr. Ingrid Skop uh, is a medical doctor. Uh, she's the, also the vice president and director of medical affairs. Uh, she is with the Charlotte Lozier Institute. Dr. Ingrid is a board-certified OBGYN who has delivered more than 5,000 babies over a long... Now, this is, this is their words that they gave me over a long career. I don't think I, I, I don't think she's been in that long, but unfortunately, she also has had firsthand experience of treating women for complications of the abortion pill, including performing emergency sur- uh, surgery earlier this year on a woman who bled for two months after taking the abortion pill. Dr. Scott's research formed the basis for the Lozier's Institute Americus Brief in the AHM versus FDA case. And the Lozier Institute research was cited at least half a dozen times in the pro-life decision by a judge's ruling in Texas. Now, um, she there's also an article about this at the Charlotte Lozier Institute. Scientists asked U.S. District Court to suspend sale of dangerous and poorly tested abortion pills. Now, her and I were talking off air a little bit about The Sound of Freedom, asked if she's seen it, and she said she did. Well, I'm going to tell you, with the abortion pill, you can have this. It, it, it allows for ch- trafficking because you can have uh, – and, and, and I will let her talk about how these pills are not just given one pill at a time to a woman. So – Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you being here. Tell us about why this abortion pill is a bad thing and why you as a doctor, because you know most, most people would think that doctors are fine with abortions happening, especially, you know, you're the ones, people in your seat, as it were, are the ones that are performing it most of the time. So thank you for joining me. And uh, I just gave you a loaded gun, so please don't shoot me. Thank you, John. No, you gave me a good opportunity to talk what I'm passionate about. You know, for one thing, obstetricians, believe it or not, usually do not perform abortions. Only about 10% of obstetricians will do that. And, of course, we're told this is necessary women's health care. If it was necessary care... We're women's healthcare specialists, we would all be doing it. But we know that we actually have two patients, a mother and her unborn child, and most of us want to care for both of them. So, you know, that's just kind of, unfortunately, um, the very progressive medical organizations um, promote abortion, but their members, the people in the trenches, know that that's a living human being and we care for that child. in um, your question about chemical abortion, medical abortion, and I'll, and I'll back up because I've discovered a lot of people don't even know what this is. It's not the same as an emergency contraception, which is plan B is the, the typical one you hear about, which is an action after a woman has had unprotected intercourse in hopes of preventing fertilization. A chemical abortion, on the other hand, is an action when a pregnancy is known to exist and the intent of that action is to end the life of an unborn human being. So two totally different things. 
Um, the FDA has approved a regimen of two drugs. Mifepristone blocks progesterone, so it cuts off the hormonal support and kills the embryo or the fetus. It's followed about 24 hours later by mesoprostol that essentially induces labor to expel the pregnancy tissue. It's being promoted by the abortion industry to women um, because it makes it easier for them. They don't have to do anything. The woman self-manages her own abortion, which prior to Roe, we were told that's a bad thing. Now we're told this is great, right? But but what we do know is that it's a horrible experience for women. The average wait, woman- Wait, 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 wait a minute. I've been told this is safe and effective. Well, of course you have, because the American public have been gaslighted about abortion in so many ways. But the important thing to know from the beginning is that nothing about abortion in our country is mandatory, mandatorily collected. We don't know how many abortions are performed. The difference between what the CDC reports and what the Guttmacher Institute reports is usually 30 to 50 percent more abortions uh, reported by Guttmacher. So we don't even know how many. We don't know the complications because there is nothing on a federal level that requires abortionists to report their complications. So do you think really? that they do it? No, of course they no. don't. No so way. No the data that like they will say, oh, it's safe and there's hardly any complications. And, and um, notoriously, they tell women it's safer than Tylenol, which, of course, makes a woman think, well, I took Tylenol for a headache and it worked out fine. But it's not that easy. They're actually comparing to the Tylenol overdose deaths in the United States. There's about 600 every year. But the CDC does really tries very little to pick up deaths related to abortion, particularly mental health deaths. There's almost no data in the U.S. about that. But when we look internationally at better quality records linkage, we discover that a woman is six times as likely to commit suicide in the year following an abortion than following birth. So we know that mental health deaths are frequent. Um, we know that even um, complications from late-term abortions, um, poor-quality abortionists are undercounted. Um, but, of course, that's what they use because there's not much data. Then they then leverage that to say, oh, then complications must not happen. But regarding chemical abortion, we at, at Lozier Institute, we performed a study where we looked at all the records of 17 states that use their Medicaid money to pay for abortions so that we were able to link to the subsequent medical events. One out of 20 women goes to an emergency room after a chemical abortion um, within a month with a complication. 60% um, of the time, those are miscoded as due to a miscarriage. So even the women often do not tell the doctors. Approximately 5%, again, the same number, about one out of 20 will require surgery. So many times they bleed, 40% describe the pain as severe. If they do pass the fetus, many times they see that child's body in the toilet, but many times they, their body cannot expel all that tissue. They require surgery, and that's where I come in. I don't do abortions. I care for both of my patients, and yet many times I have needed to intervene to do a surgery when a woman has presented to the emergency room because her body could not complete the job on her own. Many times they don't go back to the abortion provider because they realize when they have a complication that they've been lied to. This was not safer than Tylenol. Okay. So they're told safer than Tylenol. Um, now, I've uh, been around a few women who have had anywhere from the baby blues to postpartum depression. Um, in my family, uh, there's, you know, uh, a wife uh, and sister-in-laws that have had postpartum depression and you know that's even got to be the concern you know that they may commit suicide but you're sharing you shared one of the concerns is that over six times the amount of suicide for women who do these pills than the uh, normal rate for suicide Okay, why do you think that's the case? Well, I think that there is something protective about having a baby that help. I mean, you're right. Some women are prone to, to postpartum depression. It does happen. But on the other hand, 
women are very protective of their children. So I think that even right. if they feel severe depression, they're they're much less likely to commit suicide because they want to be there to take care of their baby. They may be Check going through child. a hard patch that needs to be treated, but they've got a baby to live for. The the flip is is the case with women who um, choose an abortion. It is, it is not true that every one woman who obtains an abortion wants an abortion. We have some very good studies that we just published where only a third of the women said they wanted the abortion. Two-thirds said this was inconsistent with their values, but they felt they had no other choice. And a full quarter of those women said that they were coerced by a partner or someone in their life who essentially, maybe not at gunpoint, but through lack of support, caused them to choose that abortion. Well, once the decision has been made and the action is done, it doesn't end there. They have the rest of their lives to regret that decision. The anniversary of a coerced abortion, the due date of that baby. There are many triggers that can happen that if, if, if other things in their life are not going well, then perhaps they do choose that most awful of all actions to end their life to try to end their pain. I mean, that's an extreme case. Obviously, that's not the case for most women, but so many women have suffered after their abortions. I work actively with many crisis pregnancy centers, and a very common um, service that they offer is post-abortion counseling um, because so many women suffer um, Okay, so, and, and, and the bottom line is, is, I firmly believe that there are abortions, quote-unquote, and it's not abortions. I want you to give the term for it, but, quote-unquote, abortions that happen because of protecting the life of the mother or something, you know, atopical pregnancies or some other issue is going on where the, the pregnancy needs to be terminated. I am... I consider myself a Christian. Am I a good Christian? Much of the audience, which I'm sure probably not agree with that, but I really try hard. And I believe that I would rather have a mother here on earth taking care of the rest of the family than lose a mother during that process. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any maternal death is absolutely a tragedy, but I do want to dig into that. So what has happened since the Dobbs decision last year that has allowed approximately half of the states to pass laws protecting unborn life? Many of those are held up in litigation because, of course, the abortion industry is fighting tooth and nail to keep lives from being saved. I would say, as an aside, CNN recently bemoaned the fact that in Texas, where I practice, approximately 10,000 babies have been have been saved, have been born since we put our laws into effect. And they kind of act like that was a bad thing. But it, I mean, of course, that, every child is a blessing. That's just terrible. That's um, just terrible. But so what is happening is that 90, more than 95% of abortions are in healthy mothers with healthy babies. But it's very, very, and it's very hard to defend ending a human life for social and financial reasons, which is essentially what abortion in America is. And so they go and they point at these rare, tragic situations to try to turn the American people against the laws. Um, but the reality is, as an obstetrician, if I, um, if I, if a woman's pregnancy threatens her life, I can deliver her in a medically standard way by indu induced labor or sometimes by a C-section. It's extremely rare for that to happen before the baby can survive. And yet they frightened people saying that they that doctors can't intervene. But every single state law allows a doctor to intervene to do an abortion if it's needed to save a woman's life. And and to me, that's absolutely the way that it should be. OK, I want to dive in a little bit more into the abortion pill. And I do think it plays into the sound of freedom it plays into child trafficking, uh, sex trafficking. Um, you shared with me the last time I interviewed you on K-Talk uh, about a month ago. You shared with me that, you know, when, when I was hearing that these, these uh, abortion pills were being sent out, just in my mind, I was having the idea that they were being sent out one at a time. What's the – is that – is that exactly how it goes down with most all of them? 
are all of them being just sent out at one at a time or what's the scenario? Well, here's what's going on. Um, since the abortion pills were approved by the FDA, every literally every time there's been a Democratic president, they have removed safeguards. And using the COVID pandemic as an excuse, President Biden's FDA removed the in-person supervision. They said they were doing it because it was too dangerous for women to go to a clinic, that they had to have telemedicine. But what it allows is for a woman or anybody to get online and pretend they're a woman, order the pills from international distributors who then send them to the mailbox. So it's happening all across the country. It's happening in Texas, even though we have laws, they're being routinely ignored. It's very, very difficult to prevent these pills from coming in. And in um, relation to your question, some of the international abortion pill distributors offer bulk discounts. Why on earth would you need a bulk discount if you're a woman in crisis looking for an abortion? That is specifically going to allow sex traffickers to have access to these pills to coerce abortions in their women. We know that the most likely place that a woman or a girl who's being trafficked is to be encountered, identified, and intervened is in a medical clinic. We've all traveled, we see the signs in airports. That's not where women are being identified. They're being identified by doctors. And most women that have been trafficked have had at least one abortion. Some have had abortions in the double digits. It's a very, wow. very common um, situation for these women. This is the opportunity to intervene. That movie was heartbreaking. And our government has taken away an opportunity for intervention, not to mention the fact that without any medical supervision, women are gonna use them past the gestational age where they're effective. Women with ectopic pregnancies are going to use them and potentially suffer a ruptured ectopic, which can kill them. They're not having labs that can be done to prevent future complications or determine who shouldn't have a chemical abortion. And again, abusers, not just sex traffickers, but incestuous, relatives, uh, coercive boyfriends, all of these people now have the ability to get these pills, to slip them to women or to coerce women under pressure to take them. And the epidemic of unwanted abortions is going to skyrocket. And our government doesn't seem to care, but you mentioned earlier the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine lawsuit. This is an, an opportunity to shine a, a, a spotlight on what is going on and to say, you know, if our government agencies like the FDA, whose job is to protect American women from dangerous drugs. If they're not going to do their job, then someone else needs to supervise them. And so we're quite hopeful that this lawsuit will eventually result in taking away some of these loosened restrictions that are so harmful to women. So let's talk just a little bit about the lawsuit and what exactly is it? What does it what were what were you guys trying to accomplish and what does it look like so far that you have accomplished there in Texas? Because if I understand there is a counter decision to this, I want to say it's in Washington state. Yeah, it's it's like so many things in the in the judicial system today. There's a there's a back and forth, you know, you kind of depends on where where the case is and who the judge is sometimes how things go. But the the reason for the lawsuit is that the FDA stonewalled doctors who have expressed concern since 2000 when these pills were approved. In 2002, um, the American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians um, and some other concerned doctors filed a, a citizen's petition and the FDA sat on it. They're, they're supposed to respond to those within a year and a half. They sat on it for 14 years. The same Whoa. day that they rejected it, they loosened restrictions, allowing more um, uh, higher gestational ages, no longer needed to be a doctor. They no longer asked for any complications to be reported unless it killed a woman. Um, APLOG again filed a citizen's position at that time. So anyway, the long story is that it just, it took this long before they, they were able to uh, file a lawsuit because of the way that things are supposed to be done with the FDA. But it's not, in my opinion, really a pro-life versus pro-choice, um, although of course that's how it's been painted. In my opinion, this is about 
do we want to protect women from dangerous drugs? Um, study after study shows that there are four times as many complications after a chemical abortion compared to a surgical abortion. So if the abortion industry really cared about women, they would be directing them toward the less complicated surgical abortions. But of course, it seems that what they care about is the death of the unborn human. The woman is collateral damage. If she suffers more complications, they don't seem to care. Um, and the other problem... I, okay, I so I want to dive down on that for just a second. Mm-hmm. I find that to be very interesting because my guess is it is more a bigger money-making situation to have them come in and do a physical abortion than it is to send a pill. If I'm a doctor, I want to stay in business, right? Even if I'm an abortion doctor, I want to stay in business and make money. I find that very interesting that that is the case. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting, and I've given a lot of thought to this. There's a couple of things to be aware of. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, most obstetricians do not want to do abortions. Even though they may say they're pro-choice, they don't want to get their hands dirty killing human beings. So the abortion industry has a problem. They have problems getting doctors willing to do the surgery. We see around the country that there are many family practice doctors doing abortions. Um, There's an ophthalmologist. There's a podiatrist. I mean, basically anybody, and there has been a widespread, uh, particularly in California, uh, motivation to get nurse practitioners, midwives, and other um, medical providers who are not doctors because they have a staffing problem. So this is one of the reasons that they promote these chemical abortions, because they can't find enough doctors willing to do the surgical abortions. And of course, in the wake of Dobbs, we see that perhaps their plan all along is now we, if, if, if there ever are regulations allowed to be enforced on abortion, now they can get them into the states that are trying to protect life and continue to do abortion. So I think those are the two primary reasons that they have shifted so much toward chemical abortions. Well, I wanna say thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming on Republic Broadcasting on Talk With John. God bless you, God bless what you're doing. And please give out how people can find out about your organization real quickly. Where, what, where can they go to? Thank you. Um, we are Lozier, L-O-Z-I-E-R, institute.org. Every American needs to educate themselves. If I said something you've never heard, which is probably the case, come to our website and learn about it and tell your friends. Because until people know what's going on, we're not going to be able to impact this problem. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. God bless you. And folks, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your Sabbath and go see Sound of Freedom. Thanks, John. Thank you. coffee and i started uh, blackout because i really love coffee i've always loved coffee and after traveling so much to europe south america and trying so many different coffees that were so good and uh, every time i came back uh, to the u.s i was so disappointed with the coffee so i figured that i had to do something about it the biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit 
blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. You're listening to Real Talk Radio, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. 